behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black face. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, December 5th, 2021. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with yeah, my co-host, who's now up I'm there. I'm on top. Look at me. I, hey, for all those who didn't believe making it to the top was possible. You finally it, made it, Chris. I made it. <laughs> Yeah, he got his raise. <laughs> oh man! And How's that glass ceiling up there, buddy? Oh, this is great. This is, it's great. <laughs> I feel big, Joe. Look, I'm elevated. <laughs> uh, he is, uh, and uh, we're joined today by our good friend Joe, Joe, Mr. Joe Snyder Hi, from folks. the Western New York Bigfoot Investigation Group. And uh, actually, the material we're looking at tonight. Oh, wait a minute. We're also joined tonight. By our good friend Leon, Leon. from Bigfoot Okanagan. Oi. Uh, sorry, sorry for the delay. That's okay. Uh, you're still paddle boarding out there? Uh, well, we got we we have the high one highway open, but it's back and forth. So think of a major thoroughway that you have where 
all of the three lanes from both sides have to stop and go into one lane <laughs> oh, wow. and wait wait for three lanes of traffic to go through and then and then you get the chance to go with your yeah. three lanes of traffic so well yeah. anyway thanks for joining us tonight leon of course yeah. we we um uh we'll get to this in one second we'll talk about what the topic of the night just want to do the roll call real quick because we get a lot of material to cover tonight, as you guys know. Uh, so let's do our roll, t- our roll call real quick. First in the house tonight, OT. OT. OT isn't. And OT was uh, made a comment that he'd been shoveling snow all day. Digging out. Yeah. And, of course, Mr. Bennett asked, Snow, what's that? <laughs> and OT's response, it's a rather, rather magical weather phenomenon, which is ubiquitous to northern lands of North America. Give it a week or two, it'll probably be crummy. Uh, dude, so. I mean, I, I'm sorry, OT, but today, honestly, uh, I don't know what the temperature was. But it was probably in the 70s here, and I'm in Kentucky, dude. It's not like you know I'm in South Florida. We're right at probably about them. They call us the South, but you know we're right about the middle. And uh, 70 some degrees today, dude. I went outside in a t-shirt and was comfortable. Ooh. I'm going uh, to live with Chris in the wintertime. Yeah, I, uh, you know. <laughs> I tell you, you know, global warming, you got to love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waste on an entire province, floods the entire province, washes on all, every major highway in the province. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Leon. And of course, DM Zabo. DM Zabo. All right. Well, he, he wanted to, or he or she wanted to make the roll call, and there you have it. That looks like an Ace Freely face. Sure Ace does. Freely, my favorite guitar player in the world. <laughs> and of course, Pine Island Research. Hello, Mr. Arthur. Pine Island, welcome. And uh, something to Sasquatch about's in the house. Oh, of yeah. course, B. Lynn is there. B. <laughs> Lester Taylor's in the house. Lester, welcome. The Bat Mom. Bat Mom. That's, that's cool. I love that name. Bat Mom. Gary Johnson in the house. Good to Gary, see you, Gary. Welcome. There's Alan. Alan is in the house. Hello, man. Rocket Man. Uncle Bones, too, in the house. Uncle Bones. Nikki's in the house. Harry Man hoaxes and hoodwinks. Check her Nikki. show out. Hey, I stopped by her show earlier. I didn't join in the chat. I was just listening. And she was doing like a crossword puzzle. I'm like, dang, I, this, this show is hard. There's tests. <laughs> Rod Dupree's in the house. Hello, Rod. Rod, welcome. Who else we got in here? I want to make sure we don't skip over anybody or try not to. Uh, oh, Brent's in the house. Where? Uh, hang on. Let's Brent. go down the line. Brent's in the house from the hey, Tall Brent. Ones channel. I see Mike Jay. Ann's in the house from Tactical Bigfoot Mike. Research. Michael. Hey, What's going on? Lance is in the house. Lance, Lance. Windsor, good to see you, welcome. sir. Life is a flyway. Jay Fritz. Jay? Lowrider. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on top. And Pat's in the house. Squatch Talk Radio. Welcome, Pat. High five, Chaser. Good to see you again. Chaser. That's cool, man. And I think that's the ones who have commented in the chat. Welcome all. Welcome one and all. And, of course, we have a lot to speak about tonight. Uh uh, tonight's episode's Bigfoot Tall Tales and the body language reveals all. And God, I hope I did this right. Otherwise, Leon will be putting me in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And, and if 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 I miss something or there's saying and I didn't have time to label everything, so a lot of this is going to be free discussion as well. Uh, we're going to look at a bunch of video clips from uh, this uh, podcast video. Which Joe, why don't you set us up how this all happened? We don't have to use his last name; we'll just call him Alan. Uh well, uh, Alan, uh, I was doing a podcast one night. Um, I, I think it was me and Sean were on at first and it was, uh, it was a Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving and it was just a podcast. I decided to do the after the feast podcast where we just got together and I was inviting some people in to talk and just have a discussion. Um, not necessarily about Bigfoot, just about what you're thankful for on Thanksgiving. And of course the talk usually will get around to Bigfoot in some form or another, of course. Um, and, uh, Alan messaged me and was like, can I come on? Can I come on? And at first I wasn't sure why. And I was a little leery, uh, because of some messages, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't really paying that enough attention to it myself. Kind of glad that I actually let him on now, um, in a weird way. Um, but he kept, can I come on, can I come on? And finally I was like, okay, I'll have him on because I saw him on one one other podcast. I don't remember which one it was. And he came on and he acted quite normal and, and engaged in the conversation. Um, and I thought, well, what harm can it do, you know? And uh, so I popped him a link and he came on. And then the next thing I know, here comes this fantastical story about Bigfoots with COVIDs and dead babies and secret societies and etc so, and that's when i had to put the brakes on for a second and say whoa okay everybody's allowed to speak here but you understand this is a fantastical story so now we got to start asking you some questions <laughs> and that's pretty much where it went from there Yes, it sure did. And I'm sorry, it was just answering, <laughs> answering a, a chat message and I had a little flub here. But yeah, it was uh, quite interesting. And uh, Nikki from uh, Harry Man Hoodwinks and Hoaxes uh, <laughs> actually messaged me uh, a few minutes after uh, Alan had come on and said, you got to hear this. I hate to bother you during Thanksgiving, but, uh, you know, you need to hear this. And also welcome to Patrick Vaughn and Whit Helton. Godzilla Zero Two Thousand, good to see you guys. John McSomething, and he, uh, John McSomething says hello from Northwest Montana. John. Welcome, John. And um, you oh, know, yeah. hey guys, if this is the first time on your channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell. Give us a like for the show. We got a lot of material to cover, so here we go. So yeah, let's let's get right into the clips, um, and uh, let's take a look at when he first came on and said hello, because I think. And Leah might agree there is some a little bit of indicators here that something is already starting. So here it is. Hey, Joe. What's up, man? Um, just wanted just to jump in and just say hello to everybody. Uh, Cornell, um, welcome. Um, I am not familiar with your uh, podcast, but I'm definitely jumping in. I oh, love cool. it. So that's clip one. And uh, 
Let, I'm going to just share my quick analysis video with that one. And uh, here it is. Once it loads, there we go. Hey, hey Joe. What's up, man? I um, just wanted just to jump in and just say hello to everybody. Uh, Cornell, um, welcome. Um, I am not familiar with your uh, podcast, <laughs> but I'm definitely jumping in. I love it. And I think what he's really trying to do here, Leon, is... He gets on, and now he's trying to establish dominance or control of the show. I mean, I that to me is like, uh oh, there's there's going to be an issue right here. There's already an issue. Yeah. <laughs> you can see when he does that head bob. That's why he did it. Yeah. It went down this bang kind of thing. <laughs> that's mean, a guy I'm... who's that that's internal energy. This is what I think I'm looking at. I'm looking at internal energy. Internal energy is when you're trying to process something, but you don't have the information down fact uh, or practiced enough or factual enough that your brain kind of goes into a brain fart and then you shake it out of it to get to the next sentence that you're trying to do. That's what I'm looking at. See, if I did that, if I did that, it kind of sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way of thinking about it. It's kind of like a brain fart that you're, yeah. that's, he's got two thoughts going through his head. How he's appearing on the show because later on they'll as we talk about what, what how what we thought was going on actually going on and uh how he's trying to be important enough that he should be on the show especially when down the road when you show up steve and because he's yeah. really quite enjoying finally he gets to be on here but that's all I'll say for right now about this. But you, did, I, I don't think you had nothing to be embarrassed about, Steve. I thought you're a bit of a natural man. You, you were hitting them all yeah. pretty good. <laughs> to me, it almost seems like maybe he's had a few. And I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to go there necessarily. No, 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 no. Uh, but what I'm talking, talk I, I, I don't different. see him slurring his speech at all. Right. Okay. Um, you know, and for a guy that's on. Uh, on the uh, on the edge and making a story up, it's it's sounding to me like he he's trying to process his thoughts. It has nothing to do. I don't think I don't see any non alcohol related. I, I don't see anything alcohol related here or, or drug related. I don't see any kind of tremors or anything. That, I, I mean, as a former paramedic, I used to deal with a lot of people that were on a lot of medications for a while, and we'd right. see them and. You know, especially, uh, you know, antipsychotics or antidepressants and stuff like that. And you'd see, you know, some of the long term effects on having taking those medications on them. Uh, one of the most common ones you see is what we used to call the Thorazine shuffle, where somebody would be walking in and they're, they're constantly doing this with their hands. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that that's like a big indicator of, you know, hey, or you might see a nervous tick. You don't really see much of a tick in uh, Alan at all during during the the. Uh, the program so uh let's <laughs> let's get our next clip loaded and what i'm doing is basically i'm showing two clips um at a time i'm showing uh, the first clip which is just the raw clip and then i have an analysis clip so let's look at the raw clip for this one next which is going to be clip number two file three there we go um the reason why i'm on um and I'll cover up Joe on Sunday, but just uh, I'm a big footer and just wanted to um, get into about the 
difference about what you do as far as the big footer and what I've been doing um, is working for the private landowner. Um, okay. So there is clip number two. So we'll, uh, we'll actually put on the analysis clip now. What was that grimacing um, about? Yo, no, here we go. Yeah. Um, the reason why I'm on, um, and I'll cover that with Joe on Sunday, but just, uh, I'm a big footer and just wanted to, um, get into about <coughs> the difference about what you do as far as the big footer and what I've been doing, um, is working for the private landowner. Um, mm. So let's that that that's what kind of what I'm seeing there. Yeah. Uh, these are some of the terminology, Leah. I think I got those pretty much right. Um, yeah. Oh, honestly, I can't. <laughs> those pitches, those pitches are perfect. Those are the ones I can show in the book because that's the extreme look of anybody who's doing it. That's like can't get any more obvious than what you're looking at there. Yeah. So you want to talk a bit about what they're looking at, so people at home see. What sure. We're at. Sure. So an an, an adapter is a uh, if I'm not correct, uh, let me let me grab my notes because I don't want to say anything that's necessarily wrong here. But an adapter would be, uh, I believe. Um, I'm sorry, I grabbed the wrong notes. Of course, <laughs> um, I want to make sure I'm always adapt. Adapters are, you know, basically um, they're releasing. Uh, different types of, of things, heavy size, throat clearing, um, sometimes the push, um, you know, getting, uh, you'll see stress mouth, disappearing lips, um, and, and that's just some of the things you're looking in there. You see this, to me, you have the brow is way up, showing stress, the eye, the eyes are in, um, so to me, he's, he's under a duress type of situation, the mouth is pulled wide in the first one we're looking in the upper left so that, that was, to me yeah and the first question you asked him there was or what he was answering was why he was involved with this right and 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 so look at like the what you guys want to look at like i got a good forehead for this look at that it's nice and flat you can easily read it but you're not seeing stressor marks especially in the fourth right. picture you can right and, and, and the upper right he's saying the reason why i'm on the show right and this is and just before and yeah. he's got this look. The The second is what we call an affect display. It's a combination of facial gestures and movements. And he shakes his head kind of to the side with a long grimace. You know, to me, it looks like he's stepping on a nail. <laughs> that is not the face of somebody that wants to talk to you or reveal something to you. But more or less, you know, they're like, ah, you know, they're, they're grimacing. Um, and this is what I just wanted to tell you. You know, I've been working in the field with, um, again, we, uh, the third one is what I've been doing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let yep. me join you on the second one yep. there. Yep. So the effective display, the other thing you notice is his head's back. Like mm -hmm. this. So he's not, he's like, whenever you guys see me online, where am I? I'm right in your face, right? Yep. right. Or Steve, right? We're both right in your face kind of character. Yep. 
workers. This guy here's finally got on here. He's finally going to tell us this interesting story that you're going to find out here in a bit. And he's going like this. His eyes are closed as he's looking with inside of his mind to the story he's now creating. Yep. He's not engaged with us. So. <clears throat> and the other thing, too, is look at the jugular vein distension. If you look at the lower left-hand picture uh, on the on the right-hand side, you'll see oh, his, right. his, yeah. his vein is just like... He's yeah. grimacing. He's in a full grimace. So pain. Look at his eyes. Pain. Yeah. pain. Yeah. Like somebody's got him by the some kind of like a pair of needles, pliers, and just went through this too. Like it's like, oh, I just sent on attack. <laughs> okay. Now during during the the adapter displays, there <laughs> is so says, much tension in the that forehead. display. Says constipation to me. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a straining bowel movement. You could just be. don't know. Yeah, it could be. Well, look at the tension in that forehead during the adapter displays. It's yeah. like there's it's them. so tight. If that was released and he had a rock there, it'd shoot it out like a slingshot. Yeah, and look at his smile. His smile's not a smile. When a person smiles, their face lights up so it looks forward. His right. smile is back, kind of like uh, Dr. Seuss Christmas uh, character. Yeah. He's now, if, if people think that this is, and the reason why we want to look at these things is because these are things common to everybody in our culture. Yeah. So you're going to see these facial expressions on people that lie to you, that people are making up stories. You'll see repeats of this, uh, sometimes not so drastic, uh, sometimes in what they call micro expressions. They're really quick. Um, and, and there's some in here. I don't label the micro expressions, but there are some. Once in a while, you'll see a a quick shoulder shrug or you'll see a, a nod or you'll see a, a a head shake and you know we'll we'll call those out as we see them yeah. um but this is exactly you know uh and he hasn't even broke the story yet yeah and, you guys and, this is the first minute of the, the show yeah. yeah first minutes and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong you know and i may be i'm wrong a lot about some things um the one, the adapter display with the finger and the wrinkled forehead right there, that expression is really telling me um, I'm really not sure about what I'm going to say now. And I'm trying to think of how this story is going to go. In other words, he's he's not, he's like, ah, these guys going to think that ah, these guys think I'm are going to this is really fantastical. This is what that's telling me is that he's not even believing what he's about to say and he's trying to think of a way that he thinks will believe what he's about to say uh oh you're gonna take a shot at it, steve I, I i have a response too oh actually i was watching the chat go go right ahead leon go right ahead. Uh, what you're watching is what i what i would categorize is what's called rock skipping so we know information the viewers that are watching right now don't know so i don't want to give too much of that away but they'll find out as we move forward but you have a guy that's really excited that he's finally made it on the show. Remember, he's also tried to get on Pat's show as well. Mm -hmm. right? And so he's formulated what I'm going to do when I get on a show, but he's never been on a show. So all of a sudden he's on a show. So what you're watching is this rock, rock skipping of thought process. He's not present to be on the show. He's more interested in giving something important enough to, the, to us to somehow win us over for him. And, uh, 
I just want to point one other thing out. When you're looking at body language, you're not just looking at the one thing. We got four pictures here, but these four pictures are showing you something different. Can anyone tell me one of these pictures isn't like the other? Which one am I talking about? The one where he's uh, smiling uh, or grimacing on the lower left. Uh, Is that the one you're talking about, Leah? No, I missed it. Dang it. Look at the pictures, you guys. Three pictures are doing one motion with the head, and the other one's doing a total different motion with the head. It's going to be the adapter one. That is correct. He is leaning forward. He is soothing his upper lip. He's kind of covering his mouth. Ah, So now the interesting question next would be, if we watch the video over, in three instances where he's back away, what was the question asked or what was the response? Now, this was just his first statement saying the reason why okay, I'm exactly. coming on tonight. Yeah. But I he, just but wanted he, to say. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's articulating uh, uh, his reason, right? So that's what we're going to find out. Is when does he do the do or does the or okay. does the so, so the upper right is when he says I, I um, the upper right is what I've been doing. Uh, what I've been doing is working right. for you know, uh, private landowners. And then he, when he's done with that, he does the lower left hand or lower right hand corner. Yeah. And so, the first one's him so the reason why I, I am on is okay. as you go to this one, I'm sorry, as you go to the upper from one, two, three, four, the reason why I'm on just wanted to say what I've been doing for years is I've been working for the private landowner and then followed by the adapter. Yes. <clears throat> and, you know, what I'm seeing is, too, is that with that, especially when he's saying what I've been doing for years, those eyebrows are raised looking for acceptance, too. You know, he, he's like the little kid who, did you break the cookie jar? No, I didn't break the cookie jar. <laughs> you know, so he's looking for it. I'm not going to be found out. I'm not gonna, he's <laughs> looking for that acceptance. So, all right, let's go into the next, the next clip. So, uh, popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, this is good. I, love, I, love, I love having uh, Leon here too. <laughs> that was our second clip. Uh, so we need clip four. So one, two, three, four. Uh, we need clip number three, file five. Here we go. Loading, loading, loading. And. <laughs> Um, and how you work under that contract. And I'm a little frustrated because I got one and I can't share it. And it's very frustrating. Okay, so there's that one. We'll do the uh, analysis video of that. That was clip three. So we're looking for file six, clip three analysis. Here it is. And um, and how you work under that contract. And I'm a little frustrated because I got one and I can't share it. And it's very frustrating. And of course, some of those, uh, uh, some of those, I, I, I couldn't put everything in that one, but that, you know, it's the, and it's, you know, the look upwards fl- frustrating He's reaching to, to make the story up. You can see him looking way up, 
like he's trying to reach into his brain and grab the ideas. Um, but yeah, you see again the the you know the eyebrows are way up looking for acceptance. He's kind of turning his head to me. That means he doesn't have a lot of confidence in what he's saying. The mouth is really wide again. And of course, before he does all that, he takes the big swallow like oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah, load okay. up. Ready, ready to go. Yeah. What do yeah, you mean? Yeah. We keep watching his brows and later on we keep watching the video, especially after Steve comes on. Then 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 the fireworks are <laughs> the light show really starts happening on us. And and I you know it's kind of funny because as the show progresses, I really didn't come on until like the last you know, 10 or 15 minutes he yeah. was on. Yep. And I really caused him to hang up, which is kind of funny. But we'll see that. I have two two long clips of that is the grilling. And we're going to uh, we're gonna do these breakdown clips for about the first, uh, I think I have seven breakdown clips. Yeah. Um, this is obviously clip number three. Uh, and then after that, we're going to look at the compilation clips where we just have, we're just going to keep his video rolling and some of the statements and yeah. how he's dealing with questions. And then how he's dealing with the questions with me. Because I think when I showed up, the whole, I really think that the whole dynamic changed with him quite a bit. Well, I'm not sure if you're going to have uh, Dave's part in there. I have some, yes. Okay, because the nice thing about Dave it, it, watching these guys, that what the viewers wouldn't know either is you and I were online playing that whole thing through yep. for about three hours. And with I can <coughs> Joe was on there and yep. I had my friend on with the other people, but. We were narrating as the long-term video went through on the whole thing. And, yeah. and the funny thing was Dave was a good cop. Hey, I just got on. Not too sure what's going on. And Dave is an ex-police officer. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a, he's kind of acting like the ignorant guy, doesn't know much and all that kind of stuff. And then you'll watch watch this guy's response. But when it comes up to watch his response when he finds out that Steve's on the show. And it's not going to be what you're thinking it is right now if yeah. you haven't. And, and here's here's a uh, Patty Troy made a great statement. There are Bigfoot channels that would air a story. Don't know why we try you guys. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, and look, it's Brian and Chewy go hiking. You probably Brian. never get your message on YouTube. Yeah, dude. Hey, 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 Brian, can you do me a favor? If you have me on Facebook or Chris on Facebook, hit us up with a PM um, because we were trying to get you on the show for this week. Yeah. We'd love to see you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have I have no idea why he chose my show. Of course, like they said, they pointed out he tried Pat first, yeah. um, and then for some and, reason and he you, thought he. And maybe it's my personality, you know. Maybe it's like, hey, Joe, let me on his show. I'm yeah. sure. And no, you know, I guess he was kind of right in that, you know. Well, it seems like he was shopping for a Bigfoot show, you know, looking for some place he could mm -hmm. get on and and get the uh i don't know what you call it the attention or the uh i, don't I mean obviously <laughs> obviously if he'd have told me this whole thing beforehand like he did uh you know when he was on if he'd have right. told me that whole story beforehand i would have never had him on because i would have told him privately look man I just don't buy what you just told me, and and I'm not bringing you on my show to tell that ridiculous story. Ta Tax says that you are. He went on your show because you're cool. That's right. Oh well, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, but you know, I mean, I try to I try to be accessible to people, but 
you know, there's limits to it, man. And tall ones, Brent. Yeah, he finally did uh, apologize. Yeah, well, we'll get to that towards yeah. the end. I don't want to put the cart right. before the horse. Yeah, you guys, come on. We need to grow. Help the people at home learn. That's right. Um, well, that's the thing. If he gave a public apology, this shouldn't be happening. Um, no, in, in actuality, he gave a private apology. He never came out publicly to say, hey, this is the reason why. Um, but this is very important material because, number one, it's on a public podcast and it's going to be there. So at least we're going to get the message out today that he did apologize. So this is going to be part of his public apology. What we're doing is using this as a tool for research. Not releasing uh, his full name. So no, it really uh, is. It's, this is what we, that's why you pick up right. learning how, how to take body language stuff right. because yeah. when um, you're dealing with people, it really yeah. assists you to not waste your time. You can go on and watch anyone's show and if they have the camera on them, they're on their channel or on them who run the channel, you'll be able to read whether or not how trustworthy these people are. Are they fabricating everything? And, and you'll be pretty accurate with it. So, okay. So Gary's already saying, Maybe he's seen ghosts, didn't want to be trolled like people. Just a theory seems he's seen something. No, absolutely not. We'll get to that in, in minutes. Because as you can see, as you will see this story unfold, it just gets more grandiose and more grandiose. First, I'm, I'm working with these private landowners. Then we come to the next clip. So I'm, let's go to the next, uh, next clip, which will be clip number four. Uh, hang on. I got a little issue with. Uh, oh, got it. Yep. Clip number four. Here we are. I've got a Bigfoot. Um, all I can say is it's a story. That's it. And that it is. Or you can't. So. She called the truth. No way. Well, no, that's what I mean. This is subconscious correction is what this is. So he doesn't get that he's, his brain's over. Right. And here is the analysis of that one once it loads. I've got a Bigfoot. Um, all I can say is it's a story. That's it. Or you I don't know where it and, and see there's a little smile right there. You can see his, his cheekbones. Let's put this one back up. I don't know why that stopped, but um uh you can see a smile on his face. It's he's trying to hide it a bit, but his, his cheekbones are up, his cheeks are up, smiling. He's got a slight little wrinkle in his eye or between his eyes. Which usually, to me, it's a it's a little bit of contempt or hey, I gotcha, you know that kind of mm -hmm. smugness, smugness, and uh, especially his eyebrow area up up through here is the smugness to that. If it, if it was a genuine smile of this is great, I'm on here. We got, I finally get to unload this stuff on some people who will really understand me. This whole part's gonna be brighter. I don't know if you guys intuitively know what I mean by that, but. Look at his stressor marks again here. Keep an eye on these little two lines right here as we go through the videos as well. So. Right. Now, the, the interesting uh, 
uh, I'm just looking at some of the chat. Uh, <laughs> I'm on, Chris, so that I, I can get a Bigfoot to call in. <laughs> uh, no, that was uh, uh, Bert Sims. Everybody, <laughs> uh, hey now Mary Roller wants to come on, but Mary, we kind of have an agenda tonight, and we have a very, very narrow time frame. But Mary, you can come on any time you want, uh, other than tonight. Tonight is uh, a really uh, um, long night. Educational. Yes, um, I'm just trying to get through the comments. Um, oh, and, and and but you know, and and Patrick says I get the education, but I just like to see a monster instead of a sad little man. What I have found, and and Leon, you can most of the people that do this are sad little people. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it just to the varying degree. Um. Oh, I got you, Mary. Was just teasing. I want to come on. I want to come on. <laughs> um, trying to figure out something. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's important to be able to read the witness. Yep. Um, so yeah, you know, monsters coming on. It just depends on how far you want to push it. Um, you know, some people have means and resources to push their hoaxes. Um, those usually ones get the attention, but this. And the other thing is, too, I don't see Alan as a sociopath. I don't see him as a psychopath. We, the, the, the hoaxers that usually push it to where they're monsters are usually sociopaths uh, or even some psychopathy, I think, to them. And I, I really think that their body language can be very different than your traditional normal hoax. Remember, the majority of hoaxers out there are not monsters. They're people just wanting to belong. So there's certain ways you got to look at. You got to look at their story. Um, uh, oh, wow! Yeah, you just made twenty five bucks each, everybody. Woohoo! Donald Fuller. Wow, man. Thank you, sir. Donald, awesome. So, man, that that is more than generous. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Um, Good compliment. Yes. Well, uh, I'm, I'm taking care of uh, Donald because. Uh, he requested an autograph book, so I'm sending one off. Um, actually, I'm mailing it out tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, he, uh, he was very generous in doing that. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, the, the, getting back to it, yes, Alan is not a monster. He's not. Uh, in fact, Alan actually here is actually doing us a service. And if he wasn't, you know, like he talked to Joe earlier today, apologized, but said he was done. Um, if if he left that conversation open, I was actually going to invite him on uh, to see, you know, what he was feeling at the time he was saying these things. Yeah, which would have been helpful for him. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Alan is aware, and I'm not trying to monster make a monster of this guy. So don't don't think this guy is a monster. Um. No, not at all. Yeah, you're, not, you're not witnessing a narcissist, a hoaxer, or anything like that. That's not what you're actually witnessing. If you're no. seeing him as right. and, and, and JC makes a great comment. It's a mixed, mixed bad guy's pretty sad situation, yet is willing to manipulate others for attention. It's just not good from any angle. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. And Agreed. yeah, with uh, you know, especially with with Alan's story here, uh, you know, we don't want any spoilers, but we'll we'll talk about it later on. Okay. This. Yep. 
it's got, it has a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> it has a good yeah, yeah. Um, so let's get to the next clip, which is the uh, okay. Next clip. I don't want to lose. We get conversating, and I lose my. Sorry. Oh, this is clip nine, clip five, and we have um, uh, just a few more analysis clips, and then we'll just get into the. I just want to just say uh, it's it's very frustrating. Um, when you have a, you're getting paid for it and working on a person's personal property. Um, that's kind of where I wanted to kind of talk about. So there you go. Hey guys, uh, Leon, can you pick up the converse? I'm going to put the, uh, the analysis clip of that one up. Uh, Brent uh, actually just sent a message saying that he would come on if Brent is on as well. So I think it would be, would you think that would be a healthy thing for him to come on? I think we should ask him to join us at another time after he gets to watch the entire thing. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's a great, great idea. So Brent, if you could, you're out there, just send him a message that we would love to have him on another time. And we'll, we'll look at some of these without the analysis. Yeah. Brent can be with them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and in that way we can understand better motivations and what he was feeling at the times he was talking. See if our body language kind of lines up. As long as he's being honest with us, all all good to all, all good to go. And I'll just add this one bit. Uh, I said to Steve the other day when he was finished his course, I said you have me on a lot of videos on interviews, so you can test uh, practice on me, test me, and there's things on me that he will recognize as being. I wouldn't say suspicious because body language isn't trying to find out whether a person's trying to lie or not. But we're trying to find out whether or not they're owning what they're saying. Yep. And there's, I, I'm not just carrying the conversation when I'm doing an interview. I'm carrying what I just came from work, which is pretty heavy stuff, my own personal stuff. And so you have to learn how to negotiate it. One way of helping Steve out is, say, hey, you did this funny, like a left shoulder move up like that, which can sometimes be like shrugging something off, right? Right. Uh, there's other motivations for that as well. And so you're not just looking for like these pointers we're pointing out. You're not just looking for that. And as soon as you see that one pointer we're pointing out, you jump on the bandwagon on it. You're looking at all these pointers. So you stop trying to look for the pointers and you can just see them automatically happening at the same time on the individual. So you're seeing multiple uh, indicators on the person when you're reading them. So. <sighs> Micro expressions stuff. Well, my and micro expressions too. He does have <laughs> micro expressions, but his general facial expressions are so tense, uh, and uh, I don't mean in. I mean it in a form of intensity that it blocks him a bit. Yeah. So you're not seeing a bad guy here. Alan's not a bad guy. No, I don't feel like that at all. That's not what you're witnessing. Go ahead. Well, you, you know, Pat, uh, and I know Pat is showing a little bit of of you know, sadness about this. Uh, Pat's saying, now I feel uh, horrible for having any part of this. Um, Again, dude, we got to, what do we do with hoaxers? This is uh, probably one of the most important things is we had a guy that hoaxed and has been doing this for years. Remind you, you know, I hate to remind, you know, people of this and Alan, he's been blocked off of a lot of different forums he has several facebook accounts because he's been blocked of forums for coming up with stories and stuff like this this was is an opportunity now to learn from that so this is why body language and how to read somebody he is such a good model for this 
Well, one other point, Nikki had what's his name on his on her show. Oh, Rick Dyer. Rick Dyer, right? Now that people were worried and all that kind of stuff, but it's about education, education, education. So if you can find right. out, like Rick Dyer, why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, it helps people understand the motivation of how people think. Right. And that's what we're looking for: is how do people think? We're not putting a measurement call on it. We're just and, how do and, people think? And, looking and at the, the evidence of how people yeah. think. And I'm going to get to a point uh, in this where uh, it's going to be about how to ask questions because there, there is, uh, you know, uh, and I appreciate with Pat and Cornell and, and, and Dave, we're all doing, but the questions I hit Alan with were like right between the eyes uh, with the exception of my first question, which was kind of a low ball question, you know, um, you know, you know, how are the, you know, the question of how are they, you know, how are they making money on this? So. 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 Um, sorry, Pat. Uh, Alan is not low hanging fruit. Do this with someone else. Poor, not poor Alan. Um, and don't be yelling in the, in the chat, please. Um, this is education. And if you can't handle education, well, I guess you can't handle tonight's show. Um and the thing is, is Alan is now willing to work with us to further that education. So that's really, this is, um, right. Uh, hoax are trying to, uh, a person like Alan's working emotionally, uh, those are two different things. Agreed. If anybody has read what I have written on hoaxing, there's several wa reasons why people hoax. And the number one reason, and I've said this a thousand times for those who are in chat and have been with my show, um, Dyer would be good to analyze. No, he wouldn't. And the reason why is Dyer is a sociopath. Plain and simple. He doesn't care what he says about people. He will look you in the eye and tell you this is what it is. Right? So he would be a very poor example of this. Again, um, well, there are for... different types. But we're going to, you know, this is just round one. I mean, we have a lot of different people to look at over the over the coming years yep. um and there'll be uh future so so and i agree low rider everybody's <laughs> mimicking but but um you know i'm sorry but you know this is what education is about this is not about <sighs> demeaning a person no this is not about uh, taking somebody down. No. This is about something that everybody saw and we're breaking it down for them. Yes. So it's and not it's like this video is not out there. It's out there. So what we're doing is we're looking at the body language and teaching people. Yes. This yeah, is not and on top of that, the behavioral panel, which has the top four body language experts, are looking for Sasquatch reports from people so they can do a show on that. So uh, they're going to be doing it. And I've seen them do it for people on, with UFOs and other kind of spooky kind of stuff. The ones that were goonball kind of fabricators, uh, they call it the way it is. But the ones where they said this, these people are these people experience what they're telling them that they're experiencing. So that's what we're looking for is the capacity to do that. If you're looking for Sasquatch, you can do a lot of interviews. You want to find that out whether a person is doing that so you don't waste your time. And you're you're actually trying to help people that there's definitely the hoaxers don't waste your time with them. But there's other people who you might be able to help in a certain way. And maybe this is one of the fellows we can. So, yeah. 
I know this is hard for him, but I've had to do this. Can I trust you with my truth or can I? Yep. If I'm going to be going before the behavioral panel, can I trust them with my truth? Are you kidding me? These guys are trained professionals. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to be, uh, if I can't trust me with my truth, I'm going to be just nervous as a little schoolgirl. Oh, and, and, and Brent just put in there, and I appreciate, if Alan is out there watching this, I appreciate you watching this and uh, understand that, you know, this is the reason why we do what we do. Um, it's the reason why it, it all becomes very important. Um, but uh, Brent says he knows this and is owning up to his mistake. He knows he's part of the. This is part of the process. So, so yeah. that's you know that's important. Yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad that makes me feel good about Alan. Yes. You know, and that's why I want to bring him on. We'll bring him on with Brent. And you know, if a person wants to belong, and you see a person like Alan, we can bring back into the fold. I believe he is not irre. He's not irreparable you know but now he has an insight to himself he has an insight to the mystery more so from an investigator hey listen i, I realized you know what, what how, why i did it what i did it and that's something we're usually not privy to and we're going to be privy to it so this is all part of the process well can i say something here real quick um i want to tell you that since we're talking about this now and people seem to be upset about it and i don't know why i'm sorry but, uh, you know, he sent me a message. And I'm not going to tell you everything that he said to me uh, because it was a private message. But um, basically, the thing was, is he was contrite in his apology. Um, and I will tell you what I said. Um, I told him, I said, I am not angry. I'm just puzzled. And your apology is accepted. Um, and I, and, and, well, I will tell you the one thing he said to me is that he was saying that he was done now that he's apologized. He said, I'm done. I quit. Now, this is what I told him. Right. I said, you don't have to quit if you enjoy the phenomena and investigating it. Right. You just don't have to make up stuff to be accepted. If you do, as Thomas Steinberg says, and stick to the facts and never deviate from the facts, you'll be okay. I was giving him reassurance that, look, you made a mistake. Yep. That doesn't mean this is the end of it all. If you really enjoy right. Sasquatch and you enjoy this mystery and this phenomenon, it's going to be okay Yep. if you want to continue. So he, he went on a podcast and made up a story. That's all. He didn't post a YouTube video. He didn't make, you know, a thousand and one yeah. posts on Facebook. Yeah. He didn't get nasty with people over his story. He didn't start calling, you know, calling people names or anything <clears throat> like that. He's not a monster. Absolutely not. not. I don't I, I see he, that this guy is savable. He understands why he did it and that he admitted he did it wrong. So I got nothing against Alan no. at all. Nothing no. at all. He's nothing not all. a bad guy. I want to bring him in and try to help him. That's right. the whole idea. And what better way to, is, you know, to help him educate people. And this is all part of the process. Right now, Alan is helping educate people <clears throat> so i'm sorry if uh you know we let's do that now we're done with the editorial portion uh let's go into the analysis video of the last clip uh, of this clip uh come on just say uh, it's it's very frustrating um when you have a 
you're getting paid for it and working on a person's personal property. Um, that's kind of where I wanted to kind of talk about. So again, we see more uncomfortability and he's moving his eyes. I think so much that he's taking that comfort gesture, um, as part of that, that, that rubbing of the, that rubbing of the eye there or the rubbing of the brow, I should say, is because he's been moving it up and down. Now, mind you, this is only two, three minutes, four minutes into this interview, and already we've had so much... Um, uh, tension, a lot of tension in the yeah. forehead. I, I, oh, I want to ask you, when he was doing the eye, did he go back and forth with his finger? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's between ideas and between yeah. thought processing. Yeah. So, well, One side, the other side. Um, that's kind of where I wanted to kind of talk about. Yeah. He's not sure how to talk yeah. about it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next video file. Um, clip six. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I believe we're looking at number 11. I can tell you one thing that I'm very concerned about yeah. in the picture that I was able to film. It's about four minutes. And what I can tell you, I think they have COVID. I think as a species, um, as I told Joe in kind of a different form what i saw was i'm not on here to get and i i have to smoke outside but joe you're you're making me right. bad sorry <laughs> that's okay the bottom line is is i believe it <laughs> the oh. shot i took which was very nice was over a pond and the baby was dead and she was putting water on her and she was a patty, definitely a patty. And there's a lot going on in that clip. There was. Uh, a lot. He and, he, and, he, and he's dropped uh, a few bombshells in that one is that now we're looking at a film that was made. Um, now we're looking at a baby involved and the COVID angle all in there. Let's take a look at the analysis video of that one. Good baby. Dead baby. I can tell you one thing that I'm very concerned about in the picture that I was able to film, it's about four minutes. And what I can tell you, I think they have COVID. I think as a species, um, as I told Joe in kind of a different form, what I saw was I'm not on here to get, and I, I have to smoke outside, but Joe, you're, you're making me right. bad. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. The bottom line is, is I believe that <laughs> the shot I took which was very nice. It was over a pond 
and the baby was dead and she was putting water on her and she was a patty definitely a patty okay so as you can see all the the different uh the one uh uh, the one, uh, the big huge thing that, that we see here is that, uh, to me, in, in this whole thing, is the hidden lips before he starts. Mm. You know, and that's a sign of deception out and out very clearly. Uh, even the course I took, they said, when you see this, that's a big warning sign. You know, here it comes. Um, it's kind of funny that, that I, I, I don't know if the deep breath he was using as a regulator, I think he was using it as an affect display, like, and I think they have COVID. Um, you know, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was done purposely or he was he was having trouble controlling his breathing, or it could be that he was using it, you know, in which case it would be a regulator, or in this case, I think it could very well be he's using it for effect and trying to get his story out to sound credible. It has COVID, you know, so I, I'm not quite sure what's going on there would be a good question to ask alan uh going forward oh, I, I see it i don't know if i can get my brain back in there but i'll give it a shot that's letting go yeah could be well uh, it's letting go with a bit of a context here <laughs> yeah when honestly that whole like when you said there's lots there there's lots of body language there that i would be there remember when we were going through this yeah. for the hours i was everything he was doing i kept pointing out and then you would jump in pointing out and yeah. i would jump in pointing out um that letting go is this this is the idea of all ideas and then had COVID. And yep. died of COVID, and but you're you're totally right. There's so much that should be there. Again, body language isn't looking for things that should be there. It's looking for things that aren't there that should be there. Right. That's another way of looking. And at he it. has witnessed this dead baby Bigfoot, and the mother is mourning over it, washing it, yeah. and he's showing no facial emotion on that at all while he's right. talking so about if you look at the top picture there you can see his chin right here and that's called the grief muscle that should be twitching it, like that it's almost like those pictures should be reversed right when he's talking right. about yeah. the uh you know the baby sasquatch well i don't have a, a face shot of him talking about the baby sasquatch i have the hidden lips just before he was about to say they have covid um he's very flat baseline when he's talking about the um the baby uh and stuff but i did notice a couple of micro expressions in there and micro expressions are really quick and a couple of times he raises his eyebrows really quick you know even quicker than that you know as he's talking about he's like well you know um and and the eyebrows are going up and down um and there's one other aspect that uh, again we should be doing like the behavioral panel does is show the video again so people can look at it again uh when he's drawing into the pain and the confusion, there's a way of when you're watching a person do the, there's that lip pucker right there. When he's doing that drawing into the pain of confusion, there's a difference when it's actually a guy experiencing somebody from somebody who's had pain and confusion in their life that they draw from to put on to this narration they're putting. So you follow me when I said, yeah, exactly. Yep. 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 So I'm seeing that quite a bit here too. So, so yep. Alan's had a pretty, probably a pretty rough life in a way i'm not you know whatever that looks like I, i'm not saying i know any of that as far as what that experience would be but 
I notice it's not like somebody who would be saying the pain again. What, how would I know that is what you pointed out, Steve, which was if he's looking at a baby dead Sasquatch and a mom washing her body, which is imagine a mom washing her dead son or daughter's body. That's a very visceral visual you're going to be seeing. And there's going to be, you know what? Response Mr. That. Turner has been put in timeout. Good. Um, so, well, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> so, uh, and, and you know what? If that keeps up, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? How dare you? Um, Anyway, stay true, Steve. Uh, stay true. Uh, education is not always pleasant. Yes. Yeah. Education is not always pain free. Yes. The truth, will set, you free. The truth will set you free, but it'll piss you off. <laughs> so. I would yes, not... I, I, I agree. He's very emotional and he needs to keep that in check because there is no, uh, there's nothing personal here, Pat, until you come on and say my show is sorry or sad. This show is sad. You know, that that's out of line, brother. That's out of line. So you've been putting time out for about another four minutes. Think about what you're saying. Think about what you're saying. That's out of line. I don't come on your show and disrespect anything I disagree with. I don't disrespect your show. I don't disrespect you. We may have our our moments of, of debate, but I don't disrespect you ever. This is about education. I don't need the drama either. <laughs> Clip seven. Here we go. This thing. From what I got, it was about 80 feet. Now, to kind of backtrack on this, and I'll talk this with Joe on Sunday if, if he chooses, I just want to let you know this is not bullshit. Um, I'm low on the radar. I've worked with a lot of folks in my county. Oh, there you go <laughs> on that clip. Yeah, um, pretty sad. Yeah. Pretty more remorseful look there. So, uh, yeah. Um, here is my quick analysis of that one. I can tell you one thing that I'm very concerned about. Oh, sorry, wrong clip. In the picture that I was able to film, it's about four minutes. And what I can tell you. Yeah, wrong clip. Sorry. This is what happens when I get distracted. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one on the lip pucker again, though. Yeah. Uh, there it is. 
existing. From what I got, it was about 80 feet. Now, to kind of backtrack on this, and I'll talk this with Joe on Sunday if, if he chooses, I just want to let you know, this is not bullshit. Um, I'm low on the radar. I've worked with a lot of folks in my county. So a couple of things that that I noticed off the the the, the shoot, uh, on the on the video was, hang on, uh, how close uh, was this thing? Now the player is being an idiot. Uh, um. So anyway, uh, obviously that big. Now this is the first question he took, and you can see in the second picture he goes from that trying to think about an answer. I think that's what the XL is giving him some time. It's buying him a little time to formulate his idea. Um, he will sit there and right from that moment, he goes into this stressed kind of look. That is a look of stress to me. That looks like, you know, a very sad face or a, a stressed face to me. Um, when he says, I'll be talking to more about Joe that on Sunday, he's shaking his head. No. To me, he had no indications or no intentions of talking to Joe on Sunday about that. He knew that wasn't going to fly. And then he starts talking about what he's seen, and he's still shaking his head no, as if to say, no, I'm not, I'm not seeing that. Uh, I, I got that even without the micro expressions. That's a big red flag. Yep. Well, I want to point out the lip on the top picture. What age would a person do show that as far as development? Toddler, preschooler, adolescent, infant, uh, young adult, who would do that bottom lip? Look at it. Very young. Yeah, very, you very young. Way out there, man. Yeah. Way out there. So, um, and that in in life is a uh, life is a flyway. Uh, so any lack of eye contact is a tell. No, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, I, what I've learned is this. It That's is, old school. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a very old school. Yeah. There are three types of communicators. <clears throat> Communicator number one, which is about 60% of the population, are seers. People that look at you when they talk to you. People, you know, that always need to make eye contact. They're always watching you as they're talking. The second group is about uh, 20, 25% of the population. And those are the listeners. And those people are listening, but that's what they're focusing in on. Because of my job, I very rarely look at people a lot of times when I talk to them. I'll sit there and I'll turn away because I'm, I'm listening. And that's my, my mode of, of understanding. Now, listen, now, lookers often say or the way they communicate to them is, do you see what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Listeners are, do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying? Those are the, those are the type of expressions you say back and forth uh, or a listener may say to you. Uh, where do you know what I mean? That's another, uh, I, I use that term every once in a while too. Yeah. Uh, I'm a listener. Um, and then the smaller, uh, the most small population, probably about 15, 10 to 15% of the population are what they call feelers. And those are the people that are always touching. Oh, how are you doing today? What's going on? How, you know, do you need anything? Yeah. Those are the feelers. And those are the people you communicate by saying, do you feel me? Do you feel what I'm saying? Do you, you know, can you, you know, can you feel that? 
you know, those, those are how you type. So that's really the three types of communicators. So if you're dealing with somebody that may be a listener, eye contact's not going to be important to them. You're looking at somebody that's a feeler. Again, eye contact's not going to be important to them. And I'll add add an extra couple of things to look for. If you're interviewing somebody or you're talking to somebody and they view it as an authority figure, or in general, when you're talking, in a way in general, but usually if they have a high respect for you or whatever like that, and they are intimidated or concerned for themselves because you're talking to them, what you're looking for is usually they'll keep eye contact with you for maybe three seconds. You're waiting for the person to make eye contact you uh, for, for about seven seconds. As soon as the seven second mark has made eye contact, the person stays engaged with you, you've connected to them in a deeper level or a, a more basic kind of level. <clears throat> um, that's one side of it. And uh, if they go back to the three second one, then you know that there's a distrust. That there's something about the, them that they don't feel comfortable enough. And I'm not sure what the, mo- there's going to be a variety of different motivations for that positioning on their part that you might find them out in some way. Um, if you're talking to certain uh, segments of other uh, cultures, you have to be cautious. First Nations here, they don't do eye contact because it's a sign of reverence to a person. Um, so you want to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Um, you want to find out a person's baseline. That's why uh, we really didn't have a baseline for how Alan would normally talk. We would have had that baseline, even though we had, uh, Steve pointed out that there was another time when he had him on video. So I think that's correct, right, Steve? Yeah, there's a few times where he when he first comes on, he's saying, well, I haven't seen your podcast, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's talking to people and, and you can kind of yeah. get the baseline how he's talking. He's not showing any any of those facial tics mm. we see going on there. Yeah, and that's always a good comparison if you can get a hold of that information. And, uh, because uh, it shows you what they would look like in, in general pop you know, the general yeah. population, right. that's their baseline is what you're looking for. So uh, some of these things that he might be doing might be part of his baseline. Um, once this well, is gone, I'll, I'll just point out a lot of times, if you ever watch me on interviews, you guys, you'll see this, my lips right here. And they do this quiver almost kind of a thing. Now, someone could say, well, that looks like he's really nervous. It's actually a disorder. <laughs> it's a neurological disorder I have. Um, but it's not because I'm nervous. It's usually because I'm dehydrated. <laughs> if I'm not dehydrated, you won't see it usually that much in an interview. And I have to really focus not to let my lip. Now, High Five Chaser put up a comment that I'm going to say something about. Uh, yeah. High Five Chaser says, I don't like making eye contact when I'm talking. And I can relate to that. Uh, because the way I was raised in this area, uh, you know, if somebody was talking to you, uh, you look at them and you listen. Uh, if somebody, if you're talking to someone else, uh, it's it's not your job to be staring. It's like uh, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be confrontational. You know, by staring somebody hey. in the eye. You know? Yep. Um. Before we go on, I'll just say, you know, quick witty, you know, and Pat, knock it off. Just let it go. You don't need to barb at one another. Um, it's all good. Pat's back. It's fine. So we're all good. Jay and hello said, to Arthur. Arthur walked, just, uh, walked in, this, in the house here. 
boy, he's missed a roller coaster one. Not meant to be, but um, the other thing too is, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but culturally, in some cultures, looking at somebody directly in the eye is a sign of disrespect. Yeah, uh, especially I mean. the Arab, the Arab culture. You know, look somebody yeah, if, in the eye and talk to them. Yeah, if you're in Africa, you don't go like this to people. Hey, cool. <laughs> look this. You're doing this. this other finger one here yeah. in the middle there. So, uh, but you wouldn't know that because from Western culture, or if you're in I over mean, in uh, Ar yeah, Arabic yeah. countries, you're you're going like this, which means yeah, yeah. yeah. Back, yeah. In their culture, means come closer, and then you get shot. So, uh, yeah, really, when it, when it comes to different. assessing people's statements. Eye contact is not, it's their facial expressions. Are they drawing their face back? Are they look? And should it, is it congruent with what they are saying? Right. Yeah, they're, and they're different body language. And the ones we're talking about are primal, meaning that 80% of the, all of humans use the style of our reactions automatically. Right. Babies do this. That's why they're primal. Whereas ones that become cultural body language, that's why you have to educate yourself a bit about the person's baseline to make sure you're not interpreting cultural body languages like this or yeah. this yeah. as being a form of uh, that style of body language, which is primal. And that's what we're looking for. Primal, I know this stuff. I still do it. I mean, I've sent videos to the, <laughs> the, uh, the panel there. <coughs> behavioral panel and i'm right up front i've always been this close to everybody because i'm not here to hide anything and I, and you'll you'll catch me on things and i will agree with you and admit them because let me, I, I have to trust let me, you uh, or trust me with my truth that sometimes I, i'm worried about what i say or say the wrong thing all of us do that That's barb made a, a good comment here which Seems rude when you don't make eye contact in conversation like you're bored and that's not true as a listener i will make eye contact but it'll be brief glances. It will be brief. I'll be looking at you, but you know, right. It'll be brief glances. What you need to look for is the lack of eye contact is say you're talking to an audience. Um, and I see this all the time. I've done lectures and there's always the one person in the audience or two or three, you know, that, you know, I'm doing a lecture on, on Sasquatch behavior or, or, you know, the history of Sasquatch or, or one of my many lectures and, you know, of course, the husband brings the wife who doesn't really want to be at the Bigfoot conference. Um, and, and what do you get? <laughs> while, while you're talking, they're like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there a knitting store nearby? <laughs> that is that is signs of boredom. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know. So those are just a cues for the, if you're talking to somebody, understanding body language, understanding, you know, that is important as a speaker to say, hey, um, I, I would expect no less of you, Jay. Um, <coughs> um, right. And there's a difference between staring, making eye contact and paying attention. Like I can sit there and talk. OK, yep. Mm -hmm, uh -huh, yep. Mm -hmm, OK. We'll get that done. Yep. And you see, uh, naturally, because I talk to so many people who are seers, I tend to look at them when I start my statement. Well, you know, we, we can get that done. You know what I mean? And, and that's the kind of, of, of body language that, you know, I reciprocate and understanding that, hey, you know what? So anyway, uh, we were, I was thinking of doing this and doing that. And OK, I can see right now you're not not interested in that. I'll move on. And you just cut that right off. So 
that's really important how to learn, understand body language. When you start that, you can use that proactively as well when you speak. It makes your public speaking better. It makes you uh, a stronger person as a communicator. So, and that's why. How many why, people as children have heard their parents say, look at me when I'm talking to you? Yeah. And that's well, why that, I do it. And that, that's, that's why what I do it. Right. Well, they, you know, you're yelling at a kid. What do they do? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Okay, they turn. You know, because they go like this. <laughs> yeah, one shame and one is fear. Yep. <laughs> and that's the thing is too a lot of shame thing. People shame, can't look ding. at people because they're they have a style of probably woundedness in themselves that's shame based. And so eyes on them makes them feel uncomfortable. Uh, another way you can look at it, instead of worrying about the eye contact is watch the feet. The feet are angled towards you like this. You're doing okay. One feet, one foot goes over out. They're getting distracted a little bit. If their foot, one foot goes to the door, that's more likely they're still attentive with you this way. But they have something coming up, so they're gonna have to go soon, and they'll, they'll let you know in about probably five to ten, maybe fifteen minutes if they're still dependent. And uh, so you'll amaze your friends if all of a sudden their foot goes like this and it's towards the door. And you say, you know what? I think you're gonna get going, so I'll let you go. And I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> it's where your feet are, it's where the direction you're heading. So if you're no longer here, your feet are out <laughs> and the gate you're on has a foot that's all of a sudden moving at the different. They're they're not they're, you're not winning them over. If you want to have a second, so, so. Pat just got another another uh, timeout. He's still well, harping on it. Too bad, <laughs> Leon. Tell you, look by looking at your feet. Well, it looks like you want to leave. <laughs> well, I did that once when I was talking to a meeting guy. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's a great thing. I mean, the body language, your body is already ahead of you by a few seconds, right? And that's the thing about the primal brain and the emotional brain. It's ahead of your cognitive brain a few uh, 0.08 seconds ahead of time. So it's already moving ahead. If you And you watch it happen, you can almost predict it you know right. like and then you tell the person it's like wow this guy really understands me i'm not doing it it's deceptive and that's the thing when i see people using this style of technique for deceptive purposes boy that just really really gets under my goal and i'll go out and be 100 percent so uh, yeah. anyways i, I want to kind of continue with what we we're doing there steve that yes absolutely <laughs> i know leon's trying to keep me on point uh so the next one we have is a compilation video of some of the things and part of it is kind of when dave starts getting involved yeah. um and pat starts getting involved asking questions and uh here goes is this the free-flowing one yes yep okay. so when you want to stop it let me know very sad thing watch the blink rate guys count his and blink. we've always talked about one and, and and I stopped it because he starts looking side to side. Yeah, he's looking for something. He, he he's trying to he's trying to reach for that answer. He's trying to look for a response, right. which is not not in itself in of itself a sign of dishonesty. Right, keep it there, Steve, for a second. So you guys will see me in other interviews when I'll sit there and I'll go um like this, and you'll see my eyes rake through all my files of experience. Auditorial, visual. I'm up looking at all the data to give you the answer. He's not looking up all over the data. He's looking left or right. Auditorial story, I can tell them. So uh, I'm just pointing that out to you. Yeah. Okay, getting back. 
It's really hard to say. That's why. I think they're they are Smoke to the point where they can be uh, um, to the point where they can accept what the current circumstances are in the environment they're in. All I can do is talk about it and, you know, it's just a dude that talks about, oh, I'm fabricating Bigfoot. No, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been very quiet. I do things. Now, right there, as an in uh, an interview with an, an a forensically trained uh, interviewer and interrogator, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> when somebody turns around and starts qualifying, you know, I'm I'm being honest, and I'm when you start making these qualitative comments, big sign that they're not. Well, the other interesting thing, oh. separate level. Um, the other interesting thing is at the beginning part, he's kind of talking about the idea of what he's trying to say. It's like on a roller coaster, ching, 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 to get his idea across. Yeah. And then after he drops or tells the idea, he goes down the other side and he go, you know, it just kind of relaxes him a bit more like, ah, got through that one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've oh. that. But, uh, well, if you played it back, you'll catch it. Oh, I totally missed that, Leon, completely. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been very quiet. I do things. Upper chest, breath there. Not down here. That's nervousness. Level. Um, Gulp. Um, He's tense. And it's very hard to talk about. But I can't do anything else other than just say that. There's the micro expression with the eyebrows again. Yeah. And the other thing, too, he says it's very tough to talk about. He should have stressor bars here. Yeah. Right. I saw. The only time we see stressors, and we'll see those as this clip progresses, is when he starts to go under questioning. You know, aside, this is the area where I feel right now he's in his comfort zone because he's told the story. Now he feels comfortable with telling the story and, and, and he's being a little more confident. You're seeing a lot less stress on his forehead. The forehead is the basically the billboard to the soul um so he you know it, it's telling you what he's feeling right now he's in his comfort zone i think although right. you, you still see some micro expressions going on as well and also he's swallowing a lot which means he's got dry more like he's getting dry mouth yep so unbeknownst to the bigfoot world uh paying private individuals to capture video and imagery of bigfoot for their own personal use or their own personal sort of collection, let's say. Their own personal set of collection. And and how much are they paying for it? it? Now, the one thing I notice when he starts to get stressed, those eyes start to furl in quite a bit. Yeah. So. And, of course, when he gets questions, those eyebrows quick are quick to furl. It depends on what it is. Ballpark it. 10 grand, 100 grand, a million dollars. Now, what's the purse lips? What do you think the him pursing his lips are there, Leon? I think sorry, I, I, I think he's getting a little frustrated. And uh, can you play angry. back a couple of seconds yep. for me? Depends on what it is. Because Pat's really laying on him right now. Ballpark so. it. 10 grand. Yeah, right there. Look at my stop, stop, stop. 
Look, look at that. Look, look at this. The two markers right there. It's like, I don't want to ask this question. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go I don't there. This question. I don't want to mm -hmm. ask this question. I don't know what to say about this question. Man, I wish I could just. It, this looks like somebody who's ready to discharge. <laughs> I, I I'm sick of this. I I'm, I don't know. It's not quite that extreme, but look at his whole mouth. Look at it. his mouth is usually about this big. It's gone down to about that wide, right mm -hmm. there, and it's pushed forward again. Mm. He's his head's back again. Notice. Yeah, yeah. He's not engaged. I, I want to point out one thing about Alan though. I always talk to you guys about left ear being closer, meaning he's engaged in yeah. what he's hoping is going to happen here. His left ear is always closest to us, unless his camera is reversed. I've been trying to see something on a shirt or something so I can see. I think the camera. camera probably is reversed because he's using, I think he's using a phone. Okay, well, if it is, then then that's that's the thing you want to look for. That's why I always say, can you just raise your left hand for me for a sec? I'll say that. In, in not, not entirely sure, but, you know. Yeah. And so it might be, but. I mean, that's, again, we don't have all the data, so and we're not here to roast anybody. We're just... No, here. no, no. We're here to learn from the expressions and right. what we're... It could be easily me up there. So. 100 grand, a million dollars. It's under 10 grand. Oh, and and uh, the, that whole... Right and look, yep, and the frown. He's got a frown on. And uh, to me... And he also went like this. Could be under 10,000... How did he say it? Could be $10,000 what he said yep and uh can you back it up a little bit steve is it possible did squatch talk doing interview with this guy what's up with that uh yeah um you know he knew he was hoaxing then why yeah, is he all of a right. sudden low-hanging fruit now because he admitted he was wrong yeah. is Di rick dyer low-hanging fruit he admitted he was wrong <laughs> you know to you pat and to me and to nikki you know, and it doesn't see light of day. Wouldn't so if you possess the skill set to capture Bigfoot on video and photography? There's a big swallow guy right there. Wouldn't too. that? Wouldn't you be able to monetize that way more than ten grand? No, what it's you monetize? Uh, I don't know. I can give you uh, Doug Highcheck's number. He he would probably throw a number bigger than that at you. No, it, de it depends upon who is handling and what rough. your reputation is. And it's done with either the property owners that you're working with or your reputation. But it it it, it, it is there. That and, and the eyebrows up again, looking for acceptance. That's somebody. why I'm talking tonight. I'm not making this shit up. And again, not making this shit up. Another... Another verbal cue to me saying, well, you're making this shit up, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Yep. I get paid nice. We just say it. There are hundreds and hundreds of people out in the woods in the normal Bigfoot world trying to do that. So there has to be, there has to be some kind of expertise of tactic and technology involved with what you're talking about. So there has to be separation somewhere. Otherwise, people will be capturing these pictures on their own because they have their own personal drive to do so. Now, what you have is you have a client that's having a problem. And there are okay. some folks beyond than, than what I know. I only know a couple of people that do this besides myself. 
Now, I also want to point out that Joe has warned Alan, at least at this point, a couple of times by this point in the in the in the video, uh, at least twice or maybe even three times. He does it an amount of four times. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. What, what that? I didn't really uh, take any of Joe's talks to Alan in this because he had this very big look of contempt and disengagement when Joe would be talking to him. He would kind of start turning his head away, uh, which he's not well, interested. Yeah, Joe lost him when he lit the cigarette. I'm sorry, <laughs> Joe. That that was it. That was the moment where he just. <laughs> They're still talking about eye contact here. And Nick made a growing up in a German family household with parents born before World War II. If you looked at your parents in the eyes, it better be seconds before you hug them or get a visit from the smack fairy. <laughs> totally. Smack fairy. I am getting so many messages in the background. You guys, you might be very hilarious. Yeah, look, you know, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting after chat show. As far <laughs> yeah. as that goes, guys, you know, I was, look, for myself, I was actually trying. And I'm not talking about drugs either. Not to go down this path, basically. Yes. You know, I was trying to in so many words say come on you know please don't do this because i knew it wasn't going to be a good outcome um for anybody really. rod absolutely so, there's going to be a bunch of people so so you know i mean basically that was <clears throat> my telling him if he continues he's going to have to expect these really hard questions right and basically kind of pleading with him don't keep going down this path man that's all fair warning oops i just messed that up <laughs> no, I didn't mess that up. Uh, as 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 it goes on the interview you didn't just give him it two times you gave him a lot more times to was just recalibrate his position so in what your reputation is and it's done with either the property owners that you're working with or your reputation but it is the woods in the normal Bigfoot world trying to do that. So there has to be there has to be some kind of expertise of tactic and technology. Now, mind you, Cornell had asked the, the first question uh, from the No Such podcast. And then Pat was asking questions from Squatch Talk Radio. And then uh, Dave uh, from uh, the Bigfoot and More podcast, I believe. Um, started asking. Now, Dave is former law enforcement, so he was very pointed with his questions, but in a manner that he was playing good cop. Only really involved with what you're talking about, so there has to be separation somewhere. Otherwise, people will be capturing these pictures on their own because they have their own personal drive to do so. And he's like, no, no, no. No. What you have is you have a client that's having a problem. And there are... Okay. Some folks beyond than, than what I know. I only know a couple of people that do this besides myself. But, um, and I'm not making this shit up. I've been doing no. this for, I, I am just pissed off because I saw something that was very brilliant, um, very somber, very sad, and it's real. And what did you see? <clears throat> Nice question. A mother. Yeah. And let me just 
Uh, Don, I don't know uh, the prank. Um, so I may have to catch up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that lost her child. Human or Sasquatch? Sasquatch, dude. Out of pond. Dude. Do you hear that? Okay. Yeah, we had a long conversation about that as well. Um, you know, is he trying to make a friend with him or connect with him by calling him dude? To me, the intonation is he's kind of being sarcastic. Dude. Yeah. yeah that, I'm, hi I'm higher than you are in this yeah. information, dude. dude. I have information you don't know. Yeah. I want to point one other thing out. If you guys go back and watch. Uh, this clip at the very beginning, you're going to see the what's called the dance. What the dance is, is when a person starts a narration and you'll see him kind of bob a bit back and forth, but there's a fluent tone to his uh, articulation. And that's the dance. And his body will do it ever so slightly with the tone rhythm he's sharing. So yeah. he's in it. He's got it together. I'm saying he's owning it. He's got it together for what he's trying, going to say. And then you see Dave start asking these questions. You can see it's now these Stress. shorter answers because yeah. he realized Dave's asking him the questions. He, he, he didn't oh. know these questions were coming. So, Oh, that was Don with the Sasquatch Underworld Evidence Hole yeah. comment prank. Ah, yeah. yes. did not know. Yeah. Everybody was worried about that one for a while. Hey. <laughs> and I'm not. Somebody shot it? Let me, uh, you know, high five. Here, here's a, a. He seems narcissistic, and a lot of times when you lie, it is a form of narcissism, is it not, Leon? We lie because we're afraid. You don't lie if you're afraid if you're narcissist because that doesn't come into the formula for you. But Rick Dyer lies all the time. Well, that's what I mean. So he doesn't care about lying. We lie because he's not afraid about lying because he's a narcissist. Catch right. me. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is yeah, this guy's not a narcissist. This is yeah. not you're not watching a narcissist here. This is yeah, not I, I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. And the reason why was he was relatively after a few days, he was relatively quick and it took a few days and it took a little bit of hounding, but finally he said in talking to Brent, Hey, listen, you know, all right, I made it up. I just want to belong. And we understand that. That's cool. That's fine. We can accept that. We can move yeah. on from it. Yeah. It's gonna take a while to build up trust after that, but it's it's manageable. I'm not getting a narcissist vibe when he's talking, but nah. at, at some points I'm getting a vibe of a little a little bit of smugness. Right. And like I right. I well that's am, that's part of the story. He's yeah. built up that story that I'm this right. big, you know, he's playing the role now, I think, and that's part of the smugness. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, does that sound kind of congruent there, Leon? That he's kind of okay. So you guys heard me in the past when you talk about when you when a person is born, you have a private self and a public self. And yep. those are equal. Watch a toddler. Toddler will come up to you. You got bad breath. Toddlers are going to just tell you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> step beside himself. A toddler doesn't step over here and reflect on their behavior. They just are. Yeah. And now what happens usually on an early, uh, in your early childhood is the public self, because the environment won't allow you to be who you actually are. So uh, you're, your private self goes inside of your public self and that becomes a puppet for the public that you and I are watching, including right now of how to act and feel like you need to act in order to get acceptance instead of just being you. Hmm. 
and uh, I, I've had a whiteboard behind me, I could draw it for you. But the problem is by the time most of the clients come to me, your private self inside yourself, say you're around 40 is about this big and your private self is about the size of my body. The active you has become so normalized to you that you feel the active you is more natural to you. <coughs> when you come back into an awakening about your life, is this the life I signed up for? No, it's pretty empty because you become this vulnerable little kid of history that now wants to finally have his right to just be the one only person that he is. And it's pretty naked positioning to be in. I know this is a little deep, hopefully you're following yeah. me. But, and that's <laughs> the problem with most of us is we're not doing ourselves. We're doing the act of ourselves. We don't know how to be. We're too busy doing because we can't relax and just be because right. if I'd not, if I, if I, if I just be me, you guys aren't going to like me. You guys aren't going to like Bigfoot Okanagan. You're, you're not going to like me as a counselor. You're not going to like me as your friend. You're not going to like me. This worry, low chronic anxiety, low chronic heaviness. And that's usually because you're carrying something in your system, a wrong belief about your system that you're probably okay just the way you are. Yep. And what I'm seeing here is somebody who hasn't quite tapped into that yet. That oh, it's probably just okay the way he is. He's probably had some interesting events in his life that made him second guess that he doesn't have value and worth. And like all of us, I mean, that's the number one priority thing I teach. I got about 20% of that, Leon. The rest yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. This is the part where he was being called out and thought about pushing back with dude comments. Yep. He does but one thing more. I do want to correct I do like you, Leon. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel much better and secure in my public self is worried that you still are just saying that to be nice <laughs> okay let's get back to this no I believe that the child died of something the mother was coughing and then went into the woods now I may I may point out this that it's kind of funny that when he was talking about answering this question about the baby dying again, his face goes back to baseline. There's no sadness there. And that was it. Okay. The, so the rhythm of his tone, how we talked there yeah. too. No, I believe that the bah, 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 and that was it. No, exactly. Yeah. Her has the video and I can't play it, but I'm just, trying to relay the story <clears throat> and i normally don't say anything but i'm very frustrated because again no very baseline no talking with frustration yeah. he should have a face of frustration We're which we've seen around. before yep yeah. we and, and they should also have this look at i'm so, I, I don't normally say anything about this stuff but i can't fucking take this shit anymore this is bullshit. See how I become alive when I own what I'm actually saying? Right. And where yep. I just drew from is why I'm having to kind of move to the next segment of what I have to do online because I can't pretend anymore. I can't pretend. Remember, I, I'm not too sure if the people at home quite realize. It, at this point, I think he's told us that he's involved with an underground network. Uh, uh oh! <laughs> <There's> yeah. <laughs> Could I interject something here real quick? Yes, absolutely. Let me interject something here real quick, and and I just want to address the chat. Look, guys, I understand that some of you guys are having fun, and etc. But look, and and I'm not I'm not scolding you or anything like that. Don't get the wrong idea. But it's I know you guys are having fun, but this isn't about ridiculing. Alan, okay. This is a yeah, this true. is about learning about stuff. And actually, I'm learning about this. I don't know a whole lot about this 
body language stuff. I mean, I know how to kind of read people's face, facial expressions from years of experience of doing it too, but not as in depth as all this. And I'm just learning this. And I, and look, I, he doesn't deserve to be ridiculed. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not getting down on you guys. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I know maybe you're having fun with it, but you know, right. this, that's not the point of this is not to ridicule him. And Brent's and already said, yeah. Alan's very aware of this and he knows what's going on here and he's okay with it. Right. So let's exactly. not, let's not make fun of him. Right. Let's just learn from this and hopefully Alan can learn from this. And I'll restress if Alan's actually watching this, you know, there is, there is a comeback from this Alan, if you want to still belong to this <laughs> kind of dysfunctional community okay that's that's all i gotta say yep okay let's carry on with that but yeah there are other folks that do this besides me like get paid for it if they have something that comes on and steve um the reason why I refer to you as as an, an as an investigator. Now there we have the when I show up, you'll see that look down to the, and he starts paying more attention to me than anybody else. And uh, Leon, what what are your thoughts on that? Because you know it was like almost like when I came in, he his whole tempo picked up. So he thought he was meeting Michael Jackson or Beyonce or something. I think. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, uh, you're coming up in the video here, he starts addressing Steve as an equal. If any of you guys watched Todd Standing's one documentary he had, what he did, there's the phrase that he says to uh, John Bendernagle and also uh, Meldrum, where he says, my colleagues. Right. They're not his colleagues. They're both Ph.D. academics. He's not a PhD anything. He's not a bachelor. And believe it or not, I just got a hold of another video with Todd and Jeff on a pot on a radio show. And and Todd is playing off to Jeff like he's done all this for Jeff. You can ask Jeff. You can ask Jeff. Uh, Jeff's experience when I took him. You know, and you can see you'll hear Alan's uh, shifting. Oh. Another angel got their wings. Hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I just, who, what was that? That was like giants or something or what? I'm sorry, guys. That was my uh, uh, motion alert. Oh, oh. I had my cat walking in. And <laughs> uh, uh. All right, let's continue really, on. We got. Um, appreciate your stuff. I don't have a pot to piss. Yeah, that there. Okay, I'm just trying. Go ahead, Lance. Here. Okay, so if you back that up a bit, you know I. Appreciate your stuff. Yeah, he appreciate your stuff. He's, no, he's, no. He's, he's he appreciates you. Talking to you. That's what he's appreciating. Okay, I'm just trying to hear to provide a story because I'm frustrated because of what I saw. Okay, no frustration. Normally, I would just no, keep no, my no. mouth no. quiet, and maybe I. There's a little lip bite. Yep. What is frustrating about it? Now watch the face transform into stress. It's frustrating because you want to go out and tell the story and be public about it, but 
it is what it is. Alan, who are you? Are you with anybody? Have you been doing this for a long time? Um, uh, forgive me, I don't know you, but I'm here. So oh, hang I'm on a second. I'm just like, hey, Steve. Give me one second. I have some. I have double. Yeah. So there he is. We were by you, and I'm under contract, and he has it, and then he turns. There goes the head again. Around and either sells it or he keeps it in private collection. Have you ever heard of that before? Nope. Yeah, well, that's something for you to look at. There's arrogance there. for you right there. Yeah, and I and I think that he wasn't expecting that quick of an answer either. No, none of us have, dude. And there's that time in agreement with a farmer or with what? Again, I walked in a little late. I'm trying to put this picture together here. With a property owner that I goes the I stress on his brow again. Had a um, what he believed, which we finally confirmed that he was having a micro problem with a, a Sasquatch on the property. That's all and I do. The problem, okay, and the problem was what? Was the Sasquatch being aggressive? Was the problem that was there in the first no. place? That was a big swallow there no. too. And the, why would there be the? Where does the need to sign a non-disclosure type thing now, come in? Now that means he's, he's completely locked. not interested totally in locked. the question, huh? So look how he's totally locked. Yeah, locked. He's he's processed, trying to process, but he's locked in his. Like, uh, I don't know if you understand what I mean by that, but yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm looking at this like, oh, you know, almost like he's like, he looks like he looks like at the at a child as a child is asking him for the 80th time. Can I can I have that toy? And and it's a parental response to like, oh, you know, it's like he doesn't want to listen to it. From just a farmer. Hmm. Two, three blinks. Four and a big breath. That is a good question, but it depends on. It wasn't a good question. It, really, that's not what he's feeling. He's saying that because obviously I don't think he's into this question. I would just a farmer have that need. I, I'm trying to put the, I'm trying to build your, what you're talking about better. It's called, it's called privacy. And that was a pretty sarcastic remark. It's called privacy. And it's something that I, I I do as as a prerequisite. Gentlemen, I've been doing this for okay. a while. Oh, here we go. Now now here comes the, the bit for a little arrogance added in there to kind of I've been doing this for a while and what he's trying to do is quantify or qualify his work. That's a standby. What's that? That's a standby. He said it yeah. four times now. Oh. Just putting it together. I understand. What, what did you how did you help him? I guess that's what I'm getting. Did you help dispose of a body? No, there was no body. The main problem in where I live is, is a lot of homelessness. A lot of these folks think that somebody comes out and randomly steals their, their <coughs> life chickens. It's a booger. And help me out, Steve. You, you've been on on this and the reason why i'm asking you this because you're an investigator and thank you so much for you sir you serve and oh now now again turning his cut it, it's almost like during this he didn't want to talk to dave he was jumping at the bit to, to get me in there yeah he was he was asking you to rescue him out of this that's what he was trying to do 
I'm sorry if this is offensive to people, but I deal with this all the time, and it's not helpful to not help people see their own personal. I, I don't. I don't think anybody's fine. I, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying they are, but I know that I'm getting whack of private mass messages right now because people are watching that aren't in the chat, and uh, and again, I, this is what I have to do for a living. Right. Uh, every person I deal with is. You know, ask and, and, and why do they find why question. do they find this offensive? Well, be, I, I don't think they find it offensive. I think what's happening subconsciously is uh, most people are afraid to be found out, right? To be the con, and and it's not that we are, but we all have this tendency. I can't remember exactly the clinical term. It's a pretty easy one, but I can't pull it up to my brain right now. Where the problem is when you're shame-based or you've come out of a background where you never were accepted for what you are, you become guarded about being unguarded. So you're on all the time because you're worried that somehow if you were exposed for exactly who you are, something bad's going to happen to you. And when I'm trying to educate people, nothing bad's going to happen to you. You have to test the waters. You have to send out these new emissaries out into the world to find out the life that you've had in the past that makes you spooked all the time of having to play this adapted you to the world instead of the actual you. If you don't send those new emissaries out there to realize maybe people just accept me, accept you for the way you are. And I think a lot of times, like I don't envy Alan's position. I, I give him much kudos that he's got the courage enough to let us do what we're doing here to help people understand that if everyone's sitting here thinking, you know, Alan's a bad guy here, I can safely say I have been like an Alan and everyone else has been like an Alan. The problem is no one admits that they're being like an Alan. And this is to Alan's credit is he's <coughs> trying to bear under this, which would be a very awkward situation to be in. How would I know that? Because I've had to do that myself. That's how I got to the point is if I can't trust you with my truth, I have to do something about that. You show you a different Leon because you might not accept me. I might not be the best Bigfoot person on the planet. You might not trust me in regards to what I do academically or professionally. That's an act of me. As soon as I do the act of me, I lose my reality, my deep sense. It's okay to be Leon with mistakes and flaws and grow in those things. That's what helps me make myself more solid. So, it, you know, for people who don't understand that we have been in contact with Alan, not me specifically, but Steve has and Pat ha or um, uh, Brent has and stuff. We're not here uh to slice dice and julianne fry it and one no. day one day the behavioral panel will go through all my videos online and they will tell me the bullshit i'm doing and all that kind of stuff and i'll tell them exactly yeah you're right there and this is why probably because this was happening or that was happening and i did that because i wasn't too sure or because people need this model to so you understand it's okay to be a human being it's kind of like when i deal with christians all the time i, I always say to them wouldn't it be sweet if we can smell everybody's sin because if we could smell everybody's sin, we would find out that they're as raw human as the rest of us are. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, here's the, the the thing is that this is not, this should, you know, on any given day of the week, this would not be a controversial show. 100%. It, it's not yeah. and, and why? Why? Because the guy fessed up and apologized? Mm. Exactly. Why? I mean, we've had that happen before and people have skewered people. Paul Freeman, one big example. Yeah. Paul Freeman, one big example. So this is this is purely an exercise for education, um, and we look to have we look forward to having Alan on talking about this sure. a little bit. You know.
And the, again, the behavioral panel, they have 540,000 viewers or subscribers yeah. or whatever. They never have a conversation with this is offensive. No, <laughs> you know, no. It's no. educational. I'm right. sorry people aren't, or, or again, this is that subjective. I'm afraid that I'm going to get called out myself in here. You know, well, that's a fear for everybody that's watching me right, right. now. I have it. Everyone has it. Called, oh, I just won't have the term, clinical term for it. It's like, all right, we, we, we got one more video after this one. So we are, yeah, uh, actually. So I'm asking you guys as these investigators. Now he's trying to get rally uh, everybody. Basically. Three or four folks that, that do this, that have had the same situation I've had. They keep their mouth shut and do their stuff. I'm so just talking their stuff. Collections of videos, either pictures or actual sightings of Bigfoot. And I know and they won't show up because they're they're afraid of getting public scrutiny. All I'm just saying is I'm out here just saying maybe some other folks will come out. I've got nothing. Now that may be actually be a a real motive there. Maybe other people will come out and fest this stuff up. That may actually be a real motive. Okay. And I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you what I saw, but it's nothing but a um, fucking. And it was a quick lip purpose there. Yeah. And a um, sorry metaphor. Yeah. To and, reinforce. And, I, and I'm being honest again. Um. He did. He just told us the truth. Yeah. I've got nothing. So this was just. So that is that video. Um, let's put one. Now there comes a point when I come on and when I come on, I start asking some real pointed questions. This was my grilling part one. Um, Check cash, money order, credit card, Bitcoin. Now, mind you, how do they pay you? Mind you, I hadn't finished my 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 body language course, but I was seeing this written. I mean, my natural uh, propensity for talking to people that are not being honest. You know, I this was screaming at me, and I knew if I asked him certain questions that it would make him uh, it would make him kind of uh, 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 train comes off the track. No, I I, I get a, I I get paid. And it goes into my okay, account. Okay, but you, you didn't answer the question. Do they do wire transfer? And that's the one thing I always try to do. If somebody doesn't answer the question, hey, you didn't answer the question. I'm not going to. Uh, there's a point when, okay, we, we had the good cop on. And now I'm not going to let him squeak out of anything. And I'm just trying to get him to back off or admit then and there. But we'll see what happens. For Bitcoin. No. I, I work on a contract. The person I work for. So you're still not answering the question, though. How do you get paid? Do they give you a check? Do they wire you the money? You say your no, money's in your check. huh? I get a I get a check just like a paycheck. <clears throat> and he's shaking his head no, as he's saying that. I okay. sign an agreement, Steve, and I get paid. Okay. But I'm talking about the job that I do. What I'm talking about that I don't have any support for, but I get from my discussions with my other friends that on the three people that I've talked to see these fingers three. And I know that you're very thorough. And that was kind of sarcastic, right? There. Yeah. That was a jab. 
that they have heard that whatever they supplied, like what I've done, um, mm -hmm. either they hang on to it or they turn around and sell it. Okay. My uh, point, uh, my <coughs> point, the reason why I'm speaking to you guys tonight is I'm frustrated because I can't support my claim. Okay. And it's just a story, quote unquote, period. Okay, let what? me interject something here real How quick. How many times has this happened, uh, Alan? How, how many times have you gone to a property and gotten got paid under contract, contract to gather evidence and... Several, Steve. I More than I can think. Several more than you can. And that's because he couldn't come up with an answer. And yeah, you see that, that long pause right there thing. One would think that... And now I'm trying to narrow him down. Yes. The whole idea is an interrogator. I'm not going. I'm trying to get him to say concrete things, concrete facts. Also, not about speak. what the, not about what the creature looked like. Not about what, um, uh, you know, what time of day was this? I'm looking for. He made some statements. As an interrogator, my job is to to nail him or nail him down on pertinent facts that are are in concrete. So. He can't say later on, well, I, you know, I, I originally thought the Bigfoot was this big, but maybe it was this big. No, this is concrete fact. You said you got paid by check. Stop. How many times did you do this? Stop. You know, these are facts that you can't get around going down the line. Of course, we'll, we'll see what happens. That if it's on, is it, so several is less than 10. I, I think that, you know, counting up to 10, you can kind of figure out. So how, five. how many? Five. Okay. Five. Mm -hmm. And like, it, no. Okay, and right now, he's trying to come up, and what I do as an interrogator? Okay, thank you. I'm done. You know, you know, I, I've I've stopped my examination on him. Okay, Joe, your your turn, Joe. Sorry. Okay, I just want. And <laughs> there goes the, the no. Now, so, how do they? What do you think? Why do you think that at the very end he does this? That's a question for you, Leon. No, I was waiting for Chris or Joe to jump in there. Well, I think he's uh, taking a break is what he's doing. <laughs> and also, he's pulling it away from it. And not every time you touch your nose, it means anything. Again, we don't have his baseline. When he gets stressed or cornered, he might do this. It's kind of like brushing it off. Or yeah. everything I've, I've sensed and want, talked about, I just want to get rid of this whole thing. I'm not saying Alan's doing that. It could mean that. But um, I'd have to watch the, the full that whole uh, segment of that whole thing. I'm kind of sitting here, Steve. Now, it's, real quick, real quick, this is going to, part two is loading. I'm going to work with Steve on, on what he would like to ask. Now, he goes back to me again. I'll go ahead and provide him for, for what he needs. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying is, I'm yeah. just getting. He's looking for an ally, is what he's doing. You're trying to give the appearance he's What I'm for hearing ally. from other people. I'm not saying that it's back or is fiction. I just try to say what it is. My point on being here is I'm just frustrated. Um, and now this is his last ditch attempt to try to save that. Hey, I'm being honest here. You know, I'm willing to work with you guys. Let me do this. Let I'd be more than happy to help. Yeah, no, there it is. That's the final. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to help. And Alan, yeah, guess I, what? Alan, Alan is going to be helping by coming on and talking about why and, and, and what he was feeling during some of these. So are you willing to give me off air the names of these people? 
I don't have the names of the people, but I can provide what I have Reflection. and let you go from there. Well, you, you obviously, as you have a copy of an NDA, you have to have a name on that NDA, do you not? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, but I can provide well, that. Okay, you can My provide that. And then at that point, he disconnects because <coughs> now getting real. Here's a question. I have a question for people. And pal, how many times you did a report on someone and found that it was a lie and had to retract your, their name from your books? Um, well, let me let me start by answering that, that, that I have an investigative process. Um, I, I have that posted on Squatch D University at SquatchDetective.com. So generally, before it even gets to publication, you know, I they, they've been vetted. So I've never really had to say, hey, you know, we, we found out this person lied, so we're taking this down. Um, very careful with stuff going on and out. Um, so uh, I don't know if anybody else has any answers. Yeah, to that I have one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I expect everyone to lie to me because I have lied to people. You ask yourself some really good questions basic questions. Have you ever let down people who are close to you? Yes. Have you ever lied to people that you loved? Yes. Have you ever failed people that you wish you could have been there for? Yes. All of us have. So it's not that question about it. Will my best friend lie to me? A hundred percent my best friend will lie to me because this is what human beings do when they're afraid. What I'm hoping for is my best friend will come back eventually and say, I got to say, tell you something. I felt kind of shitty the other day because I actually lied to you. That's what I'm looking for. That's about character. And uh, and that's what, and that's, and in much to Alan's credit, that's what Alan did. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and, think of it. All these people we go after, then none of them have done what Alan's done. No. And the other weird thing is the positioning we're in right now is people are, not everybody, but there's a lot of people who are coming at us as if we're against Alan. We're, we're, and we're the ones defending Alan. We are. You know, we're not against Alan. If the guy has got the courage to do what he's done and admit, <coughs> underneath everything, there's an honorability to him. Right. Now, there could be other reasons why he's doing it for sure. But, um, you know, up to this point, this is what we're hoping for. If I'm ever, you know, if I'm wrong, I have to admit it. It's about education and moving any topic forward. It's hard to admit when you're embarrassingly and, wrong, especially if you've been found out by a group of people. But if the people, if you, if any of you are in recovery at home, uh, you, you're afraid to share your story because you're worried about being found out. But I tell you, when you're in a group of people and eyes are on you and they all just shake their head and say, we get it. That's a huge trend. Ron, Ron actually said, and he still has that screen name up. I think you should have Alan come out in an investigation. I would help funding and getting there. And yeah, uh, we, we, we can have him out on an investigation and that we can make that happen. And Ron, I would expect you there too as well. So yeah, uh, Ron slash Sasquatch underworld evidence. And I see that you're in a corporation. Wow. You're very, yeah. but uh, no, Ron, Ron is actually uh, from Vermont. So he's not that far from moi. So, so uh, yeah, we definitely make that happen. Um, and, and Brent, you can pass that along too. Yeah. Um, you know, and then of course it'll be in the spring and we'll make it happen. You know, we'll let, let's, you know, let's let the guy have some experience out in the field with moi and my crew. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my research because uh, of how I do things. So, you yeah. Know. And Jeff from Pine Island research. Yeah. He's got a good comment there too. 
Fallon's willing to cooperate in communicating why he did this. Why not let him, or what led him to do it? There, there's more to be learned from Alan to all of this exactly than any yeah. of us and or our opinions of it. And that's yeah. exactly the point. We're trying to understand yeah. why, because look, if we can sit here in our great glass castles thinking that we we're not like an Alan, go online. Most people online who do the YouTube channel are people <clears throat> who are coming up with narrations of stuff they want to believe in, and they're put presenting it out as factual evidence. Yeah. It's not factual evidence. It's subjective evidence. So at least Alan is saying something about this and that he's willing to, I mean, honestly, to have somebody who would actually be willing to come on and talk. And again, uh, if the behavioral panel pulls me on there, man, it's going to be really intimidating unless I know myself. And I, I, I want to find out about myself. I want to find out more about myself in the way that is, unfortunately, is through community. And community sometimes points out hurtful things that I don't want to hear. Yeah. But I have to hear them to, be, to shape and better myself as a person. Yeah. And that's just the way life is if the community has its best interest. The Bigfoot online community is not doing the same best interest we're doing here with Alan. Boy, you better believe if this was not in this, uh, this select uh, network of channels we have, they'd be sliced, dicing, and doing Julian frying this. <laughs> right, right, right. They wouldn't um, be defending him at all. They would be just mocking this guy like crazy. Hey, hey and Mr. Steenberg is in the house. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate my, it, my friend. My answer to your question, Raptor, is um, none. <coughs> um, and that is because, and I'm not saying that everybody I ever took a report from, I believed. Um, but um, if somebody comes to me, I don't automatically tell everybody in the world that so-and-so has got a Bigfoot investigation going on. Um, so I've never had to retract anybody's name or anything like that because i don't put it out there um and and haven't um and that's just because most of the times i've ever done something it's usually because the person contacting me doesn't want anybody to know about it um so i've never had to retract anything at the ones that i found out were just bullshitting me um well I made the decision that it wasn't worth following up and that was the end of it. So yeah, there's, there's, I've never had to retract anything from somebody that I found out wasn't being honest with me about a report. Yep. Uh, well, I, folks, I want to add something is. about sure, lying, Chris. Steve, before we go. Yep. Now everybody's human <clears throat> and you guys out there. Yep. If your wife ever comes up to you and asks, how do you like her new hairstyle, her new clothes, or her new shoes, no matter what you think of them, you tell her and say, honey, it looks beautiful. Otherwise, you're going to get the frying pan. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Uh, before we go tonight, um, I want to thank everybody for coming on, Joe and Leon. Uh, great analysis. Great talk. Um you know, one of the things I, I, I've always said as, as an interrogator and an interviewer is, you know, and this is actually right out of my, my talk, because when I, I sit down to interview somebody for a, a particular crime, I, depending on the crime, obviously, but um, like a theft, let's take a theft, you know, I, and it's the same thing with like this. 
this isn't necessarily a hoax. Uh, this is a lie. This was a lie told on a podcast. So it's not, does it fall in a hoax? No, he didn't post it anywhere. He didn't put it all over the internet. This was a story he told on a podcast. This is a very important piece because he is so animated and he doesn't telegraph very well. He's not a psychopath. He's not a sociopath. He's a good guy. And like I say, getting back to what I tell people when I interview them is, listen, people make mistakes all the time. Good people make mistakes. My only judge of a person is whether or not they're going to be honest with me. And guess what? Alan fessed up and proved his honesty to me. So he made a mistake. We can put that aside. Now, when you have somebody like some of the other names mentioned, we've talked about, you know, I've seen the chat where people have mentioned uh, things about standing and things about Bob Hieronymus, and they want to see, you know, all, all these other folks. The bottom line is those people haven't admitted to it. And that's the difference. Tonight was a good learning curve because we know, we know that Alan admitted and apologized. So and he did that on his own. And he did that on his own. Yes. Well, there was some some prodding. Right. There was some prodding. Well, there was follow-up questioning and active right. and, uh, comments made. Um, so yeah, because I can sit there and I can sit there and show, um, you know, what I wrote over the last the couple of days after that. And my first thing was, good morning, Alan. Wondering when I can expect those documents. Very interested in seeing them and assisting verifying your statements. Uh, a day went by, almost a day and a half went by. I said, well, Alan, I haven't heard back from you. I hope all is well. And to that, the response eventually was this. And we want to, hello, Steve. I made it to get up attention. I talked to Brent and made stupid mistakes in the past like this one. I will apologize to Joe and others. I would guess it was bad move either. And again, my apologies. So he apologized. Hey, I got, no, I, I got no problem with that whatsoever. No, no problem with that whatsoever. Okay. No harm, no foul. He was on a show for uh, approximately 56 minutes, and he told the story. And uh, again, uh, Brent said, I talked to Alan and gave him some good advice, when he, which he took. Because I think Alan's position would be, I can't admit I'm wrong because these guys are going to hate me. Oh, no. Not right? at all. Not at not all. At you all. admit it. Hey, you know what? If you, if you don't admit it, then we're going to not like you. I, right? I can respect anybody that says, hey. I screwed up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can respect that. And like but I Alan, said, with when it comes to Alan, I'm not angry at him. Good. Never was. Um, I don't think he's a rotten guy or anything like that. I was just puzzled as to why he wanted to do that. If he wanted acceptance from me, you know, he'd already been communicating with me and I'd seen him before. I mean, he already had my acceptance. <clears throat> I mean, I accepted him as a guy that was interested in Bigfoot. So, you know, this doesn't change anything. No. And I'm, I, you know, I, I, ever since after that, I've been trying to, and I told him, like I said in that, um, I've been trying to encourage him. Don't. you Okay, you made a mistake. Your apology is accepted. If you really want to be in this and you're really that interested in Sasquatch, don't let this make you quit. Learn from this. We'll help you. Well, I want to also say to the people who say, you know, I want to know why he's done this. I can guarantee you've done this. Figure out why you did it. 
Yeah. All of us have done exactly what's exactly. like, uh, oh, Alan's the only one on the planet. I can guarantee, I don't know anybody who hasn't done this. And, Different topic. And for one but of I the people, everyone and for one of the people I, I feel is a benchmark of this community, uh, Tom Steinberg said the fact that Alan admitted apologize makes him a rare and welcome individual that shows character. Just don't do it again. Agreed. Yeah, well said. Agreed. Well, well said. And, and to get to more to Iron Dogger's part, um, you know, one of the things uh, when he asked that question earlier about retracting, you know, um, <laughs> assumption train all aboard. I agree. I, I agree. There is, you know, when somebody lies to you, there has to be a period of you've got to build that trust back. I'm not saying, you know, we'll welcome him, but, you know, doesn't mean we're not going to be leery of what he says. You know, um, that's just natural. That's, hey, you you have a spouse that cheats on you and you decide to take them back. Guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a period of where they have to build that trust back. And that's the same thing with that. Um you know, well, but to answer, but to answer Iron Dogger's earlier question, yeah. um, uh, I'm sorry, she Iron Dogger's a she. I apologize. Um, uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, to, to get back to the question about retracting something, there's been lots of times where I've interviewed people and I know they're not being truthful, and guess what? They fall in that same category as Alan. Except for, you know, in this case, it was it was a phone interview. It was a couple of phone interviews. And, uh, yeah, the guy had, do I post that? No. No, this was just a unique, really unique opportunity. And Alan's on board with it. So we rolled with it. And, you know, if, uh, like I said, I would have had him on tonight. But I didn't wasn't sure if that would be the right uh, form, if we're going to analyze his behavior tonight and analyze this in more of a clinical setting uh, or an analysis setting, I should say. Um and maybe later on and another time have him on discuss, you know, why he did what he did, looking more at the psychology of this, not necessarily the body language of it. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, if anybody else, anybody else got anything on the panel tonight? No. OK. The only one. <laughs> so anyway, on uh, Chris. Do your final thing. Uh, well, I just want to thank Joe and Leon for being on with us. And uh, if uh, you guys watching uh, for the first time on YouTube, please you know give us a like, share, subscribe. Uh, as Steve says, sharing is caring. Uh, we appreciate uh, all our listeners. <coughs> uh, we've got the greatest greatest audience that there is, and we appreciate you guys. We thank sure you. do. Yep, and, uh, you know, hey, um, glad to have uh, everybody on tonight. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Leon. Thanks for the use of the video, Joe. And uh, this has been a, hopefully this has been a learning experience. It's been a learning experience for me, too, because every time I hear Leon point out some of these things, I learn as well. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of new at this. Uh, I'm kind of new at this body language tactic thing. Um, years of experience as an interrogator know some, some things of body language, but kind of fine-tuning that skill now to face facial expressions well maybe guess. steve other people will take the same bloody course just for yeah for yeah, their yeah. Cool great, great that would be fantastic well i've certainly thought about it that's for sure yeah. Yeah. so anyway on, on behalf of everybody here we want to wish everybody happy and safe week uh again uh we'll be here sunday night 9 p.m eastern next week Next week's show will be uh, December 12th. So we'll catch everybody here. Everybody have a great week. God bless. Most of all, keep on squatching. We'll see you all later.
Hey folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.